It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. This is the Spout Podcast, where famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for. Here's Eric Zachary. Welcome to the Spout Podcast, where famous people spout off about everything. My name is Eric Zachary, and today, from Glass Animals, Dave Bailey, all the way from the UK. What's up, sir? How are you? Hello. Yeah, really, really good. Thanks. Just, uh, uh, I was going to say enjoying the weather, but it's just, it's disgusting outside. But that's, that's like London at all times, isn't it? I, from what my experience, at I least. Know. Well, it was sunny. The last time I looked, it was sunny. And now it's just gone up with it's typical London. Like you'll have sun for a split second. You'll think, oh, summer's out. The whole park is filled up with people with their t-shirts off. Um, <laughs> it's not a very nice sight in London because no one has a tan. No one's prepared for it at all. No one's done. No that. one's prepared for it. And everyone gets completely sunburned in about 30 minutes and then gets really drunk. But then it's like, and then they probably go to the Soho house or something. You know, it's that it's just like the, it's the routine, man. It's, it's part of what it is. It is. Yeah. It's like a constant, constant festival atmosphere yeah. over here. That's a perfect transition. Look at that. You're teeing it up perfect. Speaking of which, you know, Glass Animals known <laughs> for live shows. I mean, that's where I first saw you guys was, you know, various festivals around the U.S. And oh, really? obviously we could probably go for hours on the, the effect that that's had. Um, as a, you know, re- a reaction of uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic and everything. <laughs> yeah. But let's focus on the positive here. A new album came out last year, Dreamland. Obviously, Heat Waves is blowing up. It has been. It seems like it's going to keep like hitting that peak, and then it just keeps getting a new uh, place where it's it's popping off, You know, whether it's different radio stations, whether it's social media. It's crazy, yeah. Is there a point where you're like, okay, I, I've put this single to bed, and then it just keeps growing? Oh, I'll never put it to bed. It's like... Every, I don't know, I kind of think every song you release, it's like a one of your, I don't have any kids, but... <laughs> These are your kids. Uh, I imagine yeah. it's like having a kid. You don't put it to bed. You're like, you're like yeah, constantly and forever supportive. Go on, be in the world. And maybe right. maybe one of them is a bit rubbish um, and doesn't really... <laughs> but you still love it. <laughs> but you still love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, and Heat Waves is, <laughs> I don't know, Heat Waves keeps... Sh- Heat Waves is going for its PhD right now. It's 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 done the masters, all the degrees. And it's like let's just keep keep it rolling. While meanwhile, like Space Ghost Coast to Coast is like, okay, I'm ready for you to take off. Let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Oh, I'm glad you like that one. Means a lot to me. I like it because I I can in my head immediately. You know, when I think Last Animals, it's kind of the introduction. I I think live performance. I think live show, and that's just some. A song that I hear that I'm like, I, I know what the bass is going to feel like when it drops. Right. And I, I love like the call and return from it. It's got a very, you know, chantable chorus to it. It's just that one's going to be fun. Like I actually, if we haven't played any of the new album live except for that one, because we, we were kind of road testing it exactly a year ago. We were doing some of our, yeah. Some yeah. of our last shows before the pandemic, wow. testing out some new stuff. We played Space Ghost, and it is that is going to be fun live. The bass is the bass is heavy. Yeah. Speaking of bass heavy, too, you know, I've I've I'm not a comedian, 
Um, I'm not someone that warrants a walkout song by any means. Like I'm not in athletics or anything <laughs> like that. But Tokyo Drifting, the the bass drop on that, like I can't tell you how many times in my head I've heard Eric Zachary. Bum, bum, ba, da, da. Oh really? I don't. I'll find a place for it. Yeah, that's gonna be my walkout song at some point in life. I don't know where. Ideally, with you on stage with me, it would be dope, but we'll figure it out, the logistics. Just do it for yourself. Yeah. Do it for yourself in the morning. You get out of bed, walk out of the bathroom, smoke machine, get a little smoke <laughs> machine, put the song on. Get a, get a like laser show for the flat. There yeah. you go. We're all set. What better way to start your day? <laughs> right. Listen, so when you talked about, you know, writing Dreamland and, you know, a lot of the albums that you guys have done, you know, it's it's based off of memories. It's based off of experiences um have you had any any of those memories in real time over the last year where you're like i'm gonna write about this maybe not yet i'm not ready it needs to percolate but i'm gonna come back to this moment and this this will be a song someday i think there's been a lot of that a a lot of people that i know a lot of my friends are feeling very like nostalgic i guess the best way of describing it and looking back at the past and um looking quite i don't know people have thought about a lot during this pandemic yeah and me too i've thought it's given me a bit of time a bit of time where i thought we'd have touring to kind of i've been able to sit back and think about like think about life so yeah some of those some of those thoughts some of those ponderings will probably come up in another right the next record dreamland 2 i'm seeing i'm seeing woody in the background <laughs> you did you got a dog during the pandemic oh, is he back there? He's back the yeah, air. He's being really not. He was just napping, and I'm sorry he's woken up for the to be on the podcast. But yeah, I got a dog. I got. I've wanted a dog for absolutely ages. And you just said you didn't have any children. Shame on you. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's why he's woken up. That's why he heard that. He heard that. He's like, what the? Heck? Now he's pissed. Yeah. Heck, Dave. What the heck? Yeah, speaking of uh, you, you know, acquiring a, a new child during this, you know, you writing, you having moments. Uh, I saw in an interview you were talking about you've gotten the chance to kind of work on some collabs, you know, things that may have not otherwise happened because everyone's home, because everyone's in lockdown and whatnot. Are there, I, I know you can't probably give away specifics, but has has there been a person or people uh, you've talked to that you go, I, I didn't for a thousand worlds think that this would have been possible, at least with our schedules and whatnot. And uh, it's coming out now or it's something that we're working on together. Yeah, there's, there's some amazing stuff happening that I'm so excited about. And so I have to like pinch myself sometimes. And yeah, I feel really lucky to. Yeah, some of the people I'm working with in the moment are like some of my favorite artists of all time. And I'm. Oh yeah, really, really, really lucky, and I can't wait for for people to hear it. Some of it is just helping them with their projects. Some of it is proper collaborations, and some of it isn't even music. Been <laughs> doing some like all sorts of stuff. You never know. Yeah. I love how your voice got real quiet and you got real intimate with the mic too. When you're like, I shouldn't be even acknowledging this, but I'm too excited not to. <laughs> so Glass Animals featuring Beyonce comes out next week. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, Beyonce, John Lennon's come back from the dead. Elvis, we got the yeah. stems, man. We we did it. <laughs> we pulled it off. Uh, also, too, that reminds me, you you guys put a lot of the stems for your songs online too, so people could remix yeah. them through the pandemic. That's pretty awesome. That that was just trying to. Uh, I guess we knew we were going to be missing touring, and touring's like that's how you go see people and you you interact. Mm-hmm. You, know, you play you play music and then they sing it back, and there's like a back and forth and 
I just felt like we were missing that. So I thought an interesting way of doing it was just to yeah. yeah, put the music on the internet in its rawest form and all the stems, all the parts, and people can remix it. And I, we also put the the like artwork, Photoshop files, and basically everything we've ever done mm-hmm. on our website. And then just, people, just your copyright releases, yes, don't <laughs> all the, the legalities. <laughs> yeah, the label. Don't, don't, don't tell, don't tell the label that we just put it. At, our social security numbers online, all of it. It's man. all on the yeah. bank account, the whole lot. But yeah, it's been amazing seeing what people came back where people came back with the most amazing remixes and some people we never thought would like ever even listen to our music remixed it and stuff like it's that's got to be cool feeling too because you know when you spend so much time with the track at least i imagine you really it's hard to see how it could sound a different way once you're done right because you've just spent so much time with it you go okay this is this is why this guitar line sounds this way. This is why this drum fill is here kind of thing. So then when you do open yourself up to that vulnerability and you put the stems online and people come back with something that is so entirely different, it's it's kind of like baking, right? It's it's kind of like you're taking different ingredients and you could you could you could follow it precisely. Yeah. You're kind of <laughs> laughing cuz you know we we had on the notes here that we're going to talk about baked goods, but I'm very proud of that transition. That was a very good tenuous transition but well pulled off i'm very impressed yeah. i'm just i was just trying to find a way to like somewhat translate this to to baking and and other activities you may have done during lockdown and quarantine for sure no, it's true it's like someone taking the ingredients and just using them in a you know instead of making a uh, a baguette maybe maybe they use that flour and uh whatever else you put in a baguette uh <laughs> yeast to make a pancake there you go. and it's possibly more delicious than your baguette ever was you, you know what i would love right now just because i'm loving how you're setting this up with such a dry <laughs> manner is maybe walk me through how to make the perfect <laughs> breakfast pastry i'm really into my breakfast pastries um i think breakfast pastries are probably that was probably my first like foray into the world the the excellent world of baked goods i thought you were just gonna stop after world and i was like oh you were baking at four that's incredible <laughs> baking it for well i wasn't baking it for but you know yeah baked it as literally as far back as i can remember baked goods have been a part of my part of my life you know that you grow up and there's I don't know if you had those like Toll House cookies mm-hmm. or something or those like, you know, those biscuits that came in a tube and you like twist them open, it goes bang. And then you make some Pillsbury biscuit, like oh, all that yeah. stuff was like, that was like a big part of my childhood. But anyway, I'm getting way off topic here. Or or is it even perfectly more on topic than we could have hoped for? <laughs> okay, so then I have this question. You know, I, I honestly didn't know that that baking and baked goods were such a, you know, integral part of, of your life. But that's where I, I find it. It's super unique, though. You you spent the first 13 years of your life in the States yeah. and then seemingly the most opposite place you could go while still maintaining the English language. You ended up, was it Oxford you went to first or? Yeah, near Oxford in, in England. And I had a weird accent, man. I was, I was born in yeah. Massachusetts and had this like Northeast accent. And then I moved to Texas and had this like Texan thing inside of there. And my <laughs> mom's from Israel. My dad's from my dad's from Wales, oh my and I don't know if you know those accents, yeah. but they're strong. And then, and then here you are with just a proper English accent. <laughs> it is what you ended up with. Yeah, I got here. I delete. I basically was like, I'm starting over. I'm pushing a reset button, and I'm gonna just 
learn to do this Oxford accent instead of mm-hmm. throw away that monster accent that I've got. With, so without getting too deep into like, you know, cultural differences and whatnot, and I'm sure you've heard it a thousand times from your, your typical American interviewers, like, what's it like to live in England versus America? <laughs> I'm more curious of like, okay, let's stick to baked goods specifically. You know, you mentioned like baked goods, P- yeah. Pillsbury, you know, are, is that, I would assume in, in England where things are a little more proper with, you know, breakfast and tea and whatnot. <laughs> um, I'm hopefully not being offensive here but it had to be a little bit of a cultural shock or a reset to to your diet as well and to to what you're eating in the morning definitely yeah there's a there's a big difference in in breakfast cereals i found because cereal is another one of my passions i really love cereal we don't have a lot of the same cereals over here and it was that was a big that was a big change for me that was it took a lot of getting used to and uh then of course as you said the baked goods they're they're pretty they're pretty different we uh we have scones over here. Do you know what a scone is? It's almost like a, a scone. Yeah, I've I've heard of it once or twice. Yeah, yeah, like what else have we got over here? I don't know. People are really into like I mean, kind of rye breads and quite a uh, dense, thick, heavy bread that I think mm-hmm. in America, I I never had that. I never had that right. in Texas. Well, that's because we just add sugar to like everything possible. And if yeah, I think they add sugar to sugar. I know, it's great. <laughs> You're like, I know that's the... It's amazing. I missed that. That's the best part of it, right? That's the whole point. And pancakes here are totally different. Pancakes here are like really flat and have no fluff. They don't have that like amazing melt-in-your-mouth quality that, that you get in American pancakes. Oh, it's just so what what about crepes? Because obviously the proximity of like France to, to England's a lot closer, but I feel like crepes are huge here now. Is that are something they, that translates pretty one to one? Are they taken off in the state? Are crepes taken off? Yeah, they're starting to, yeah. Oh wow. Well it's yeah, funnily funnily enough, you mentioned crepes. That is like that's one of the first things I learned to make. That was more, one of my the first baked really? thing. I guess it's baked. It's more fry. I don't know. Anyway, that was one of the my uh auntie and grandma used to make those for me when i went to visit them they used to make these these crepes and i uh hey i'm rory and i'm all and we're the hosts of the new rory and wall podcast that's right i know you're probably listening to a podcast that you actually like right now and we just interrupted it with an ad that's all right we're here and i appreciate if you didn't hit the 15 second skip button listen to our show where we cover topics like music Mm -hmm. movies yes tv shows which you love to binge watch of course just lifestyle stuff and give our crazy stories about our day-to-day lives yeah check us out on the new rory mall podcast listen to wherever you get your podcast and let us know how you're feeling about our show and once you're done listening to this podcast that you actually like maybe you could check us out i started cooking them myself from quite a young age like maybe age seven i was whipping up some crepes <laughs> if i was cooking anything at seven it was like i put bananas in the microwave and my mom was like what the are you doing right now here you are just like a perfect confectionist just uh, what would you like on your crepes today i mean i i always put uh (laughs) nutella on them growing up classic uh now i try to branch out a little bit sometimes i go for a savory sometimes i go for a sweet bit of lemon and sugar sometimes yeah sometimes i dice up some mushrooms maybe a little courgette which you guys call a zucchini yeah and a little bit of garlic a little bit of pepper maybe a little bit of mozzarella on there Mm perfect savory crepe i want to ask you this because i i myself you know i wasn't much of um of a cook prior to the pandemic you know i i knew how my my grandmother's an amazing chef 
and my mom can cook and my dad, yeah. you know, knows what a microwave is. But <laughs> so during the pandemic, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to learn now. You know, I've always been really go, go, go. And I'm kind of locked in this space. Let's, let's just try to learn some basic dishes. And yeah, yeah. I started to get to the point now when I describe what I make, Ooh. I do the same thing you just did where it's like, I put a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And there's like no metric to it at all. I, th- I think you can like, you can cook a kind of, dinner or something that way but making baked goods it is a bit more si- that is like chemistry that is proper chemistry you're mixing things you're cooking it it froths up it grows it like create chemical reactions are happening you gotta be i find you gotta be like a little bit more specific when you're baking otherwise it can really go tits up okay so what's the biggest baking horror story that you've had oh my god I mean, uh, do you guys, we have this thing called the Great British Bake Off. Is that a thing? Yeah, we've seen it. You've seen it? You've seen it? It's, it's yep. I think it's it, Netflix is all about it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the biggest thing in England. It's bigger than like, I don't know, bigger than the Queen. Like it's mass. I don't mean any offense. To Are you allowed to say that? Is someone going to bust through your door right now? <laughs> if they catch you saying that? Queen Liz. I'm sorry, Liz. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Right, um, sorry, sorry, Liz, my bad. Yeah, but I, it is colossal here, and the thing that they go on and on about, the biggest disaster you can have on Bake Off is the soggy bottom. Mm. I think that's what it's called, where the it the, the whatever pastry or crust you've got on the bottom yeah. of your baked good hasn't set, and it is that is a disaster. That's a baking disaster that will get you kicked out of the competition. So are you, are you admitting that you've, you've had this experience before? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say I'm necessarily good at baking. I'm just quite, I'm quite passionate about the, the baked goods. Mm-hmm. I I've dabbled in baking. I've never made anything fancy. I can do brownies. I can do pancakes. I could maybe even make a croissant or something. Okay. I've got a friend who makes bread. I think that's called a a, a baker, Dave. <laughs> that's just I got one too. They're down the street. I can just go buy it. Yeah, he works at Panera. Uh-huh. Oh man, that's that's wild. I, I like that we got into the conversation. It's I I had no clue. So uh, as as things continue to hopefully open up, as we see you know that light at the end of the tunnel, and you get back to performing and focusing on music and everything, glass animals. Um, I, is baking kind of an outlet for you? Is that something that you turn to outside of music when you just kind of need to clear your head for a sec? I actually do, yeah. In all seriousness, I do, when I come back from a tour, a big thing for me is getting home and the next the the morning that I get back from tour or the next morning, I always make myself pancakes just because it makes me feel home again. And it's it's a weird feeling when you get back from tour, you're like feeling quite like you, f- you don't feel right. You feel anxious. You feel like you should be somewhere doing something uh, yeah yeah you feel like you're missing something and that making those pancakes just makes me feel it's like okay i'm at home i can make pancakes real life is back i love that i love that well we're excited for you to get back at home on stage with everything glass animals we're excited for uh, the following (laughs) of that tour which is means you can get back into the pancake kitchen and whatnot oh yeah in the meantime you know you're becoming the the perfect pastry chef that we've all hoped you could be, you know, I, I can honestly say every time I've seen Glass Animals live, I'm like, you know, that's a chef seen it. I can tell. Well, that's yeah. The next live show is going to be all that, isn't it? It's just maybe I just make cooking. Show. <laughs> You're just on stage. Just Julia Child's in it. Just no, you thought we were going to sing. I said tour dates. I didn't say music tour dates. <laughs> oh, man. Dave Bailey, 
Glass animals, I I appreciate the time. I appreciate the conversation. It's such a pleasure, man. Yeah, it was it was fun. And and shout out to the St. Louis jersey you got on too, you know, representing. Oh, yes. I mean no offense to anyone who's not from St. Louis. I just like uh I have a thing for hockey jerseys as well. And mm -hmm. um They're comfortable. I have worn the wrong city in the wrong city before <laughs> out onto stage before just not thinking because I don't even look at the city I don't really like I don't think about it I'm just like oh that looks really cool the design's really cool and then I'll put on like a St. Louis jersey and walk out in like <laughs> Kansas City and obviously they're like there's a oh, rivalry yeah. there oh yeah and I'm not even the biggest you know sports guy but even I know I've, I've made some <laughs> terrible mistakes that's that's not really something i would say that is a reflection of you that's i mean you're so go 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 on tour that's how many people on your team are not telling you that you're about to walk on stage with the wrong jersey on oh i know i mean i sh i need to check i need to check myself for it i need to make like a kind of i have a pre-show like checklist and it's mm -hmm. like go do a pee and check your zipper is done up <laughs> And the, the next thing on the list should be make sure your t-shirt is not offensive to uh, the city you're in. <laughs> See the full conversation at Spout Podcast on YouTube. Follow us at Spout underscore podcast on IG and Twitter. Plus now, Spout Podcast on Clubhouse. Next week, Madison Beer spouts off. Fame is a word that I think there's a lot of layers and and ways that you can like dissect it i think that the idea seems glamorous because like you said it's you know it's carpets and it's paparazzi and you feel like you know people care about me and you feel cool and it, but it's like in reality it's there's a lot of invasiveness i fear for my safety a lot of the time i feel like i can't you know have my relationship be private without people prying and poking for information be sure to listen to the next spout podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts the Spout Podcast is presented by Alpha Media, produced by Gorilla Sound, and created by Phil Becker. Spout! <laughs>